Hi, this is Jess Porter. Welcome to The List. Hi, everyone. Um, It's going to be a slightly different format this week because I spoke with my friend Sanai Suzuki and we talked for over 90 minutes because Sanai's story is so amazing and full of so many uh, miraculous healings that uh, it just wouldn't fit into the normal format of the podcast. So I'm going to give you the gratitude list that we did and just give you a little background on Sanai. So Sanai Suzuki was born in Japan, but lives in Santa Monica, California. In 1995 or she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and used the macrobiotic diet and lifestyle to heal herself. If you want to know more about macrobiotics or her story in particular, she's written a beautiful book called Love Sanai, which you can find on Amazon. She had a great life after that until 2001, at which point she had a a car accident. Her car flipped over three times in Arizona. She doesn't remember it. She was in a coma for three days. Her heart stopped for a number of minutes. She wasn't meant to live, let alone ever walk again. And now she hikes for miles and is a yoga teacher. Now, when she was in the coma, she got a blood transfusion that contained hepatitis C. And hep C has a way over years and after especially the age of 60 of turning into other nasty things. And in this case, her hep C Uh, became diffuse B-cell lymphoma. Uh, So in 2017, 16 years after the accident, Sanai was diagnosed with lymphoma. It was progressing so quickly, she chose to get chemotherapy because her oncologist said she had only weeks to live. It's three years later. She's doing fantastically. I don't know anyone else who has beaten death three times, and she's really, really an extraordinary person. You can find out more about her on her website, SanaiSuzuki.com. Um, and without further ado, here is our gratitude list. I'm so grateful to have stumbled into macrobiotics when I was in my early 20s. I didn't have uh, an acute physical condition. I was just sort of miserable and lost. And and I didn't necessarily even think I would stick around. I didn't like the food that much. I didn't have, you know, all of Japanese cuisine to be familiar with. Um, I wasn't that good a cook. I would only do it like every third day. And otherwise, I would binge my brains out on other stuff like sugar. But slowly, 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 it was like the whole foods and specifically the whole grains took over. And I have met so many interesting, powerful, happy, hopeful people, people who have experienced inexplicable healings, inexplicable to doctors, but totally understandable to other macrobiotic people. When I meet other people who eat whole plant-based, balanced food in season, you know, understanding yin and yang, we're instantly friends. We have a whole vocabulary. We have an energy that we share. We have, you know, a way of looking at the world. And but most of all, we have like the same vibe because we're made of the same food. And there's a happiness to it and a wholeness to it and a love in it. 
that I'm so, 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 so grateful for. So that's my first one, macrobiotics. Okay. I am grateful to have this life that it's like when you when you get married that they'll say that uh, uh, they make a vow for good and bad, health and sickness, and rich and poor. So I want to say like uh, my life definitely I had health and sickness and good and bad or I should I want to say the uh, fun time and the challenging time and uh, rich and poor there were times that I was driving red uh, 9-11 Porsche Targa of course it wasn't my money but that was me but um, there were times that I totally lost everything and that Porsche was my home. I was homeless and I was living wow. in that Porsche and I had no money to buy anything and most of people, friends didn't talk. So there were times like that too. But I remember all those times still. And you know what? That made me so grateful that I have those days and I overcame. And the same thing as when I was not able to even almost breathe from the cancer and not able to move and just my tears coming down. I can't even wipe my tears and just laying there. Daily, I'm just breathing. So I am grateful to all these challenging and horrible times or suffering, whatever you want to call. I am grateful. And I'm here. I'm still here. And uh, I'm grateful to both sides, in and yang. You know, if you want to call positive, negative, plus and minus. Both, I am grateful to that. Mm. I'm grateful right now for the pandemic. I, you know, I think all of our relationships with the pandemic are very personal and change all the time. It's like, a, it's like Godzilla. It's a character in the story, and it's something none of us can really avoid. But just for today. I feel grateful for the pandemic because I was talking to somebody earlier saying, this is an opportunity for rebirth. Like this is going on so long that either you avoid everything or you go deep. And I just can't avoid everything. I'm living alone and, you know, like I have to go deep whether I like it or not. And it is like we will all be reborn in a certain way out of this. And it's, that's going to look different for everybody. But it's so long <laughs> that, that there's no standing still. Like shit is going to change. If we're just one month and we could have sort of like, you know, muscle through it and be in shock or three months and you get through your denial and you sort of go, ah, but this thing is going to be like at least a year 
probably, if not longer. And there's no escaping change, big change. So just for today, I'm appreciating that, that I have an opportunity to like rebirth parts of myself and parts of my life and strengthen things and let other things fall away. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I'm grateful too. I don't want, I, I'm not saying that uh, I'm grateful that pandemic came and so many people had to go through mm-hmm. sickness and die. But I hear what you're saying and I am grateful every day that uh, I get up and I'm grateful that I'm able to walk and uh, go up on the rooftop. I have a rooftop garden, so I go there and see the sun coming up one day at a time today, not whole seven days together, just it's one day. I think I can Mm. do it, right? And one morning at a time sometimes. I am grateful to be able to get up, just a simple thing get up and go bathroom, brush my teeth, my own. I don't have to ask for somebody. And make my own dog's food and go water the plant. It's a simple. Yeah, like you were saying that uh, it's a pandemic, so sometimes I get lonely, but it's the opportunity, rebirth. Yeah, I guess every day it's the rebirth. I'm grateful for meditation. Because I'm not a great meditator. Like, I don't, you know, we boast on the Vipassana meditation retreat, and you come out of that, and they say, you know, meditate two hours a day, which I've never done. It's a ridiculous amount of time <laughs> to meditate. But, but I try and do it half an hour every day. And this is what I love about meditation, is it is an opportunity to just drop my mind for a while, to, like, drop mm. the story to drop the bullshit, to drop the worry. Like it just, it just slows the engine down. And it never turns it off, but it just slows it all the way down so that it just lets go. And then when I come out of it, you know, my brain is fresh and I can think new thoughts and I'm open to being present. And I'm so grateful for that tool I cannot tell you because the problem with all that crazy thinking that I'm letting go of every day, I'm just like, it's like taking out the garbage on my mind every day. Without that, the garbage starts to stink and you pay attention to it and it gets stinkier and stinkier and you get a bigger and bigger pile of garbage and that can create real problems. So I'm just really grateful for that tool as imperfectly as I use it. Um, it's a fantastic tool. Great. Yes, I totally agree. I am grateful to nature. I'm not really talking about uh, nature that uh, you go out Mount Everest or anything like that. Mm. But right now I can see the nature outside from my window. There's a beautiful yellow flowers blooming and street, the trees, I don't know the name of the trees, 
so beautiful. And one of my hibiscus and uh, other begonias are blooming. And on the rooftop, I have uh, the lotus flowers blooming. Yes. A little nature, but I'm just grateful to see them every day. Lots of things are growing right now. And I'm just mm. grateful to be a part of this little nature that I support. And I just connect to be part of them because every day they have a growth, you know? Mm-hmm. Little bit of growth. That means it's not same. It changes every day. And of course, as they grow, they also die too. Not die, but what I mean, finish the flower and some of mm-hmm. the lemons now trying to make a lemon, you know, flower change to lemon. And, uh, and I, I, I learned from them. So that's what I'm grateful to see them. They're not like uh, human or uh, animals. They stand still in the same place, the trees and plants, and they just grow where they're rooted. So that way that I'm watching them, I grow, I grow myself and rooted. And I'm so grateful mm. to learn from them because I never see them like uh, really like uh, irritated. <laughs> they're just like if the wind comes, they they move, they they swung and and they're breathing. And I feel sometimes that oh, I want to be connected with them. So I, this morning, which plant was that? I touched the, one of the plants. I don't remember which one I touched, but I said that, you know, I'm here to just watching you, and you're so beautiful, I said. So I mean, I talk to them quite a lot too, mm. not just my dogs and cats. And that nature's connection that give me that, abundance of this uh, good feelings and gratefulness, you know, thankful to them. That's what I'm grateful about it. Mm. I'm grateful. I played tennis last night with a friend and I think sometimes within this experience I forget that there are things I can do that are totally socially distanced. And tennis is like the perfect sport because you never have to get close to the other person and yet you get connected to the other person because you're hitting back and forth. And last night was the third time we've played together recently and I hadn't played tennis since February until recently. And I was so happy this third time because my body suddenly got it again. I mean, not that I get tennis. It's not like I'm any good at it. But my muscle memory suddenly came back the third time. And we were hitting back and forth and doing these rallies that went on for long periods of time compared to just a week ago 
when you know we couldn't really sustain any play and it was just so great to be outside to be with a good friend to break a sweat to feel my heart racing and to just be hypnotized by this ball going back and forth and it was just a lovely lovely experience and so necessary because otherwise I can feel so like cooped up it was just it was nice and where we played was like on the top of this mountain in Glendale I mean hill so you drive all the way up and then you're sort of on top of the world and it's beautiful sunset and playing tennis with a friend in the fresh air it was lovely lovely so I'm grateful for that 10 bucks <laughs> That sounds really great, yes. Mm. I'm trying the new thing because of this pandemic. I'm trying this Zoom class, so I start taking watercolor and drawing class. Mm. And uh, I'm learning to just to be grateful with this opportunity and try new things, and I start drawing and doing the watercolor, and I love drawing. And um, mm. I, I found myself, I can draw. I didn't know, really, <laughs> you know. So art is helping me to heal. Mm. And I, I'm learning that, really. I just uh, go to class. Go to class means I go to the one one of the table which I'm using dining table so I just go there and sort of like a meditation and sit and start and draw something I didn't realize that uh, I can be part of this uh, artistic mind but I'm challenging myself and which I'm grateful because Instead of like, uh, screw you, I can't do this. I'm trying. I'm grateful to be the art help me to be flexible and challenging more things that I never thought I'm going to be able to do. Uh, so it's all connected to what you were saying, Yes, like a rebirth, you know, and this pandemic mm-hmm. gave us opportunity right mm-hmm. and go deeper I want to learn more and I'm still teachable I'm very grateful thank mm. you thank you I'm really grateful yeah. that there's chemotherapy that's really effective long ago when we both first started macrobiotics you know chemotherapy was an option that people often avoided because it was very, I mean, it's still hard, 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 hard. But they now, I have three individuals in my life who have experienced chemotherapy that has been very targeted to the exact cancer and sometimes even targeted to a gene on the cancer. And all three people are living longer than they certainly would have 20 years ago 
but maybe even living longer than they would have five years ago because the advances in chemotherapy, especially in certain, with respect to certain cancers, is moving so quickly. And it's like, wow, wow. I'm so grateful that there are people who are incredibly passionate about pushing these medicines further and further and further. Now, are they balanced? They may never be as balanced as a grain of rice, but cancer is not balanced. So, you know, we need extremes sometimes to meet extremes. And I just think it's really amazing that sort of while I have not been paying attention, such amazing developments have taken place in medicine. And I'm grateful for that personally because I know people who have benefited from it. If I ever need that medicine, I'm grateful that it's there. And I just think it's exciting to live in a time where you see something change for the better. That's really important. That's great. Yes. I agree. I'm grateful to that this Western medicine and the holistic medicine merge, you know, slowly, but it's just coming along together, you know. Mm -hmm. To me, that is really necessary, you know. It's not the one is good, one is not good. One is better and one is not, you know, good enough. They have both the goodness. And I was scared of chemotherapy, of course. Okay, no doubt about it, what I heard. And I'm grateful that I had a conversation with the chemotherapy. That medicine, that mine was orange color. So when I saw that, mm. I thought, wow, it's so beautiful color. It's like a sunset. <laughs> and the mm. nurse said to me, wow, you have a good attitude, you know. Mm. You think this is a sunset color? So I said, yeah, this is a beautiful color. So I think it's going to help me. And then she said that, mm. wow, if every patient feels like, like you, it's such a positive, you know. But that night I was so scared so so mm. scared and I meditate and this orange things shooting things like a, like a little little ball when I close my eyes it was like attacking me so mm. I had to talk to the chemotherapy this orange medicine and I said to the medicine you were made to cure cancer. You were made for good reason. But mm-hmm. what I heard about you is scary things. Mm. And as I talk, that the orange things that, that, that attacking me was like a stopped the movement and like a slowly calming, you know, like a calming orange. Because orange can be very calming color too, but sometimes they can be that really like a 
fire that burned your whole house. The reputation of chemotherapy is scary. You know, yeah. we take sometimes they we don't even really go deeper and really feel that what really chemotherapy was made for. It was actually made to heal us, help us, or stop the cancer. You know, maybe not heal because it's not really helping that the cause of the cancer, but at least that the helping. So I I am grateful that you share that about the grateful to the chemotherapy and I remember that how I communicated with chemotherapy and I'm so grateful to that. It's funny you should say that because okay. when I was um, in Florida with my friend who was getting chemotherapy, I looked up the drug that she was on and then I looked up what it was made of. And many, many chemotherapies, and maybe specifically for breast cancer or for lots of cancers, I'd have to find out, are derived from the yew tree. The yew tree is a highly poisonous tree. Mm. And chemo, as we know, you know, kills things. That's what it's for. But when we discovered that this thing that we were all considering like, oh, the scary chemo was just an extract from a tree, a tree Mm. that nature sees fit to create. It has a place. Mm. Mm. It's meant to be here. And we started calling the times that she went to chemo like visiting the yew tree because, again, we're leaning on plants. There's so many plants. Oh, my God. We don't even know. We haven't even, like, begun to understand the character, the benefits, the toxins, the everything, the energies of all these plants. So just as with macrobiotics, we go to plants to make us healthier and stronger and more vital and happier and love ourselves. You eat enough plants, that will happen. We also go to the plants sometimes for poison to help us kill the things that don't work for us. So that was really a beautiful moment. And I think when she heard that what was getting put into her system was just from a tree, she could make friends with it just like you did. So I'm grateful yeah. for that. I'm grateful for the yew tree. I mean, it's here for a reason. Wow. Yes. Yeah, nothing is actually wasted. Everything has meaning. So, yes. I'm glad that you, you felt that. Yes. 